All right, thank you. I may come back for the next one. Of course, yeah. But I don't want to interrupt the bachelor. <laughs> okay, uh, it's good to see you, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Let's. Uh, are we are we live? Yeah. Well, live-ish because I record in advance. So let's clink. Everybody, this is Mimosas with Michael. I'm here. So it's Edward Payson, right? Correct. I'm good. I might do this for a living. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so you and I, so I actually met you, well, I, I should probably start the podcast. This, this is Mimosas with Michael. You listen to me every week. You know who I am. Um, so you and I met last year, almost this time. I think it was two year. years ago. No, it was last year, I promise. You sure? Because you don't know this, and most people don't know this, but when I met you, because I had the screening of the deal mm-hmm. at your film festival. You don't know this, but that night of the festival, I was wearing a halter monitor because the week before I passed out while driving. Oh, I had a, my doctor thought I had a heart condition, so they put this halter monitor on me. Oh wow! So that night of your event, like while I'm doing all the red carpet stuff, I had all these like I had all these diodes and stuff, and a little box I was had on my side. So I just I, thought it had to do with uh, the interview process. It was like a special like sound recorder or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a t- but I remember, and I remember just sitting with one of the um, the actors, and I was like, I'm wearing a halter monitor. And he goes, oh, I, I wore one of those. And I was like, yeah, but I'm at a screening and I'm doing red carpet stuff. Like, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> and that was January of last year. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was two years ago. No, it just feels like, because I'm larger than life, so it probably feels like two years ago. <laughs> and, um, but I, I had a good time at the festival. We had a really good time. The deal didn't win, which is fine. I decided to submit again anyways. Um, but what was your inspiration for, like, starting the festival? Let's, let's start there. Yeah, so basically I started the festival four years ago, and the year before that I had just done a small little thing that we just called a festival jokingly okay. with just some of my films and some friends' films that wanted to get an audience to come see it. Dude, that's how stuff gets started. Yeah, so then my friend was like, it's like a joke. I'm hey, we can, uh, we can do this you know, with other people's films and make this, a, make this a thing. So we started looking at venues and that kind of thing, and it ended up that um, the first year I did it, I got this really expensive venue, and the staff was not very good. Oh, what was the venue? It was the Acme Hollywood, Acme North Hollywood. I don't know if you've oh, seen it, the comedy place. Right over here. Yeah, they yeah. don't answer any emails. They don't really respond anything. So, like, you'll find out if you book the event, like, a week before you're supposed to have it. How are you supposed to promote? Exactly. Okay, we got uh, so then the following year, they didn't respond to emails or phone calls at all. First off, they'll never respond to a single phone call ever. Uh, and emails, it's like they'll respond to you maybe six or seven weeks after you email them if they do it all. So the second year, they oh, didn't geez. at all. Uh, and I went on a limb. My fiance um, is manager at Flappers Comedy Club in so in Burbank. Yeah. And she basically was like, hey, why don't you have it here? And I went and saw their little – they have a little room called the Yoohoo Room there, which kind of like lends itself well for small screenings and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a VIP experience because – other than just you know watching films, there's a full wait staff, alcohol, drinks, food. Yeah, I remember ordering food. Yeah, no, we had like a nice. It was a fun little evening. Yeah, yeah. So when it came around that I saw, um, I saw that you were accepting submissions, we decided to submit. Um, and it's funny you should say that about like just having an idea. That's how I started Horror House. Was I was working with uh, my boy Ray, and uh, he was doing all this stuff with 
sketch comedy. And I said, Ray, you should do horror because who cares about comedy? Just <laughs> kidding, Ray. I love comedy. But, I, I, but I'm big on horror. And, and at that time, I had a horror writer. So I, was, I just kind of pitched this thing. I was like, well, can't we just do like this horror house type thing? It was like you just, it was just an idea. And we just want to see what, what shit kind of stuck. And then um, it was one of those fleeting things. We tried to do it. And then I think maybe six months went by. I don't know if it was even longer. And he goes, hey, we should do that horror house thing. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, well, okay, Brantley and I, the writer, we came up with some ideas and we kind of pitched it to, to Ray. Because you never know. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times we've worked on stuff and it hasn't happened, right? Yeah, definitely. Or, or it takes so long to happen. So it's one of those things. And then then all I know is we all, next thing I know, we're like, we had a script and then an actress was attached and she wanted to do it. And then we found a location and I'm like, oh shit, this might actually be happening. <laughs> and then I'm on set directing. And I'm like, I, I, what's happening? Like, <laughs> Isn't that great when that happens? And now we've done our third movie and now the, our first movie is in your festival. So it's so exciting. We both had these little nuggets of ideas that you know are now coalescing. Definitely. So that's so cool. But you're also a director. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. kind of you said the other night you have a one stop shop. Yeah. I mean, for my for my day job, I kind of am a one stop shop where um, I do a bunch of commercials, Kickstarter videos, all that kind of stuff. Okay. True. So that. I do like you know five to seven of those a month. Um, so clients basically from all over the world will post their job on a few job websites, and then okay. people other people will bid on them, and they'll pick the best bid based on people's obviously price, but then their reels and experience past yeah. products and all that kind of stuff. That's so that's, awesome that's kind of what I do for my day job. Um, but then I, uh, yeah. What's I, your night job? Are you a stripper? <laughs> no, nah, my night job, my night job was writing and, uh, directing and uh, I actually have three films coming out this year. So, Oh damn. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Good for um, you. Well, you want to talk about this? Sure. I want to know more about it. <laughs> sure. So right sure now, does. <laughs> right now I have a documentary feature that I wrote, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't write it because the documentary, but uh, directed it, <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to festivals right now. We've Wait, what is that one? Because I feel like is that the one we talked about before last year? Yeah, this is uh, this is our friend John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, what that is about is we had a friend, a family friend, who died of sickle cell anemia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before he died, he was writing a script for a horror film that he intended to make with my brother and his friends. And yes, they all have their uh, they all have disabilities. They actually met through a program called Living Innovations that bring people with disabilities together to live normal and yeah. uh, better better um, you know quality of life. And um, John was writing the script, and then he died, and they decided we want to make this film based on his memory. Um, and it was it's a short horror film about a serial killer. So these kids that not only ha- don't have any film experience also have their own disabilities, and they're you know just jumping into the deep end and making the, this film for their friend. Yeah, I remember you showing a trailer for that at the festival, Ash. and I remember then I said you should be in my podcast. <laughs> so it only took a year, you guys. See, persistence is key. But I actually being I remember watching that I was very touched by the um by that documentary, just the idea of it about how this young boy wanted to make a movie and died and his friends rallied together. That's such a beautiful story. Thanks, so, man. Yeah, it was it was honestly one of the harder films for me to to make just because uh I was so close to everything and yeah. you know the main character in it is essentially my brother and you know, his friends who are also my friends. So, you know, yeah. some of the interviews are my mom and, and uh you know, his John, uh, the the guy who died, his his brother and his mom, and we have to ask the hard questions, and it was yeah. just very very close compared to like, you know, the typical working with actors and everything not being quite so real. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. But uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty well so far. We've only had two des- uh, two festival deadlines pass, and in those festivals, we won both doc- in uh, both festivals. We won best documentary, oh, good. and then one of the fest uh, we actually won best in fest. So. 
Was it um is it a documentary short or a feature? It's a feature. Oh wow. And did they ever make the film? They did, yeah. The whole the whole film is seen in the documentary as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I can't. <laughs> I'll just let me know that's around, and and we could post about it so people can find it. And then you have a couple other movies, just because you have yeah, three coming. yeah. So uh, I have an anthology feature film starring Corey Feldman coming out this mm-hmm. year. Uh, it's called The Sunday Night Slaughter. Nice. Uh, I met him once. He's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, quite he, interesting. He he is completely different on and off set. Like when we were on set, yeah. He was like very like anal about everything. Like, oh, I need to be here. I need to do this. You need to give me this. I need to do that. Uh, but then, right when the camera goes off, he's an awesome guy signing autographs. He's one of our producers was a nerd and brought a Goonies lunchbox. And probably done that. He too. signed it and everything, and then and then found out that he wasn't getting any royalties for it. He should have been uh, for because the whole new toy line had came out, and they just weren't telling him. About oh, it. that yeah, fucked yeah. up. Um, yeah, man, you never trust people anymore. But yeah, just to, just to sum that up, it's it's a hard movie to sum up because it is an anthology. But there's a story. The main story is about a demon being the only the only creature uh, on Earth that can save the Earth from a even more powerful demon that devours worlds. And nice. she's gone through all these different worlds before coming to Earth, and he's the only thing left to stop it because all the other angels and demons on Earth are dead. Well, that definitely sounds like something um, my cousin would watch. And, yeah. Br- and my writing partner, Brantley. <laughs> so, Brantley, we'll have to look out for that. Brantley, if you ever listen to this podcast episode, which I know you will, make sure you watch it. <laughs> uh, and then, so what's the third? Is the third one a horror, too? The third one is a horror, too. This one, this one's uh, the first time I ever got to work with, like, big money out of, out of nowhere. And it came out of nowhere. Uh, I had a friend of mine that was just like, hey, uh, you said you had an idea for a cool script. I remember you told me about it a few months ago. Did you ever write the script? I was like, no, I will. He's like, we'll we'll do that, and I really didn't expect you know too much out of it. I thought we were just going to make like, you know, a you know moderately budget film like we did before, uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's a million dollar film. Oh, geez. Uh, so yeah. within four months, I wrote and directed this million dollar film with D. Wallace, Krista Allen. Uh, you know, she's been on this podcast. Has now she? you and D. Have both been on the same <laughs> podcast. She's a she's a sweetheart. She played a really cool character. But the movie yeah. itself is about uh, a haunted Sega Genesis game. Where, okay. yeah, you play the game, and if you lose, uh, if you die in the first level, you get possessed and kill everyone you've had contact with in the last 24 hours. And I would suck at game, so that would definitely be me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so with that, and then on top of that, releasing at the same time, the actual video game that's in the movie is mm-hmm. going to be released as a video game as well. Oh, and did you design that? Uh, I didn't design it. We actually have a company called Megacat Studios who okay. does a lot of like indie games and stuff right now. And it's oh, actually okay. being released on Sega Genesis, so it's an old system. How fun. Uh, and oh, then that's exciting. And we're going to have a secondary version uh, released f- on a, like a cell phone as a cell phone game. Okay. Ooh, even fun. Because I think everybody plays stuff on their cell phones now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people do like games, but yeah, and we're all on our cell phones. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And uh, how long have you been like being a writer, director? Uh, well, I came out here from from uh, Derry, New Hampshire, by way of uh, Waltham, Massachusetts. I lived. It sounds Derry, like a, you just came right straight out of a Stephen King book. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you were meant to do. It. <laughs> yeah, that's what people tell me. No one knows there's such thing as a Derry, New Hampshire. There's not such thing as a Derry, Maine, though. Which well, is yeah, it's, it's that's we'll just pretend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Derry, New Hampshire. But yeah, so I went to school for a little bit in uh, Massachusetts at Bridgewater State University, mm-hmm. and. They're what city is that in? Because I love Massachusetts. Bridgewater. Oh, in Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah. I should pay attention to my. Show, I'm sorry. <laughs> no That's what I get for drinking mimosas. Yeah. So um, I went there, and they were like, you know, we have a film program. It's fledgling, but you know, you're gonna do film stuff. Yeah. And it was it was 
one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Because, yeah, but it clearly worked because you're doing film stuff. Well, no, because I left. I had a, oh. only because I left. Uh, yeah, basically, the program the program was uh, the program was hey, here's a camera from Walmart that cost seventy dollars. Go film stuff and pay us, you know, three thousand dollars for the class. What? That's definitely fledgling. That was it. <laughs> they didn't tell us how to use boom mics. They didn't tell us how to use anything professional. It was all just like Walmart equipment. And then they had two avid editing suites for six hundred students to use. Sounds so, terrible. So I decided, yeah, I gotta, if I really want to do this for real, I need to go to either New York or Los Angeles. I picked Los Angeles. I went to a small film school called Columbia College Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, very small, but they're in Tarzana, students. right? Yeah, yeah, I actually taught a class there. Oh, very cool. I did. I taught skill rising, so I know it very well. Yeah. So, um, campus. I, 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 yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. It was, it was like night and day compared to the other stuff. Like, yeah, it's a good school. Yeah, yeah, good for you. So I started my. Um, and LA's got better weather than New York. Right, right. So, uh, pretty yeah, I, mean, I was pretty used to Boston and pretty over it at that point. So I was like, New York's going to be kind of like Boston. So You must hate it right now because it's been so cold. And w- I, enjoy, I mean, I enjoy it. I'm wearing shorts right now. Yeah, and- you guys, he showed up in like just shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like a jacket on. <laughs> yeah. I'm freezing. Yeah, I, I rarely, if ever, wear. Live through this? No. <laughs> I rarely, if ever, wear pants in Los Angeles. It's it's nice. Well, it's actually really funny because I've done, I've done podcasts with this show. And because I do it at my friend's house here in the back sometimes, uh, we did during the summer. It was sweltering in here. Like we'd be sitting here and like we're both just sweating for thirty minutes, and now I'm sitting here like freezing. You could probably hear my teeth chatter. <laughs> so it's uh, you know we kind of have seasons, I guess, in a sense. I tell people we mostly have hot and hotter, but you know it, it always pretty much rains in February for about a week or two or three. Yeah, depends on the year. Some years we have a drought. <laughs> so how long have you been out here? Uh, I've been out here since 2007. And oh, so you're like 11 years now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's getting up there. Yeah, it takes um, a while. Made my first feature film out here in 2008. And have just been doing it ever since. So this this is going to be my seventh. Good for you. And then, do you have like a website that people can find your stuff on? Like, where are your movies at? Like, if I were to, if I wanted to find, uh, I have two right now. But my first one was just kind of a learning experience. It was uh, called Morbid Love Story, and it was just kind of like it. this really like weird, uh, very very gory horror film that I made on the weekends while in film school. My my cousin would definitely watch that one. <laughs> he loves that stuff. That's available uh I I guess from people just messaging me if they really want it, but Okay. <laughs> but uh no, my my website's in antiheroproduction.com. That's right. And that's the name of the festival. Yes. Antihero Production also, Genre Film Festival. Yes. So it's kind of all just one large year, thing. You're two for Michael Colum. <laughs> I hope I win this year. I think I think you will. It's a very good short. I better. Thank you. Did you guys hear that audience? It's a really good short. It's a really good short. Which just won it. an award. Not yeah. at your festival. We just won an award, though. Today, I saw it, yeah. Well, I mean, probably, like, next week, because I record this at a time. Ah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in, in, in recording time, we did it today, but when this airs next week, I won it a week ago. And then um, this will probably come live before your your festival. Yeah. So yeah. hope my audience is on bated breath trying to figure out if we won. I'll, I'll post it. I usually, I use, a lot of my, um, I post everything on my website, but they're all kind of interconnected. So if you go to my website, it links you to Horror House and the podcast, so... My old world is all inter- it's all part of the Michael Cullen brand. So, um, I have not directed a feature yet, but I do hope to soon. Uh, I think it's going to happen this year in 2019. It feels I have about three projects that are in the wings. So, you might have to interview me one day. Yeah, on my own pa- podcast. <laughs> Unless you start a podcast. Yeah. Again, okay. hopefully. <laughs> uh, so then, what's next for you now? Uh, so right now we're just touring with the the film. Um, I'm writing another film. Okay. That's a lot. It's it's made to be low budget, but I think like all the money is just going to go towards the actors. It all takes place in a house. And you and you mostly do horror, right? 
mostly do horror. I've done two documentary features, but everything yeah. else, shorts and um, features have been horror. So, Have you done a horror, genre, uh, horror documentary? Uh, I've done a horror mockumentary. Mock. Yeah. I want to do a horror documentary. I have to tell the Horror House team I want to do a horror documentary. On what? I don't know. I haven't thought. I have ideas. I really want to. Okay, we can actually. This is a really cool segue into like, I, I kind of want to explore like what is horror. Yeah. And I remember, so I go to a lot of horror events and I used to um, be part of a film festival. And one of the things that I always got is what is horror or like why is horror so important or what do people love about horror? Um, and I go to a lot of these conventions and I see people like they dress up as like their favorite monster or like they want to be dressed up as like somebody who has the best death. So I, I would love to explore sort of like what is horror. So nobody take my idea. If you see it, I'll know you listen to my podcast. <laughs> but I just, I thought that was exciting. But I just, so what is horror to you? Like, why do you want to do horror? What do you love about it? Uh, horror has kind of been instilled in me from a very young age. My dad was uh, really into horror and it was kind of the thing that we bonded over. He was like kind of the complete oh, opposite guy as me where he, uh, he was more uh, into like guns and he was from Texas and, mm-hmm. you know, hardcore Republican, into guns, into uh, hunting, all that kind of stuff. The only things that we, we uh, really bonded over were horror films and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, very interesting. So, uh, he would very like, you know, and then uh, he got divorced with my mom when we were, when I was really young, I was like six, six years old. Okay. And uh, my stepmom didn't want us watching horror films, me oh. or my brother. So he would sneak us down to the basement while he was making bullets and we'd watch uh, Night of the Living Dead on a little like two by five TV. See, I think I think so, the fact that like it's something you have to sneak makes it more like. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I I need to have it because I'm not allowed to have it. It's like the more you don't want it, and it's like I I love horror, and my cousin actually is a massive horror fan. I mean, he loves horror. I mean, everything in his life. His life is horror. Uh, he has his own horror YouTube channel, and we were growing up, and he would make me watch horror, and I was not the biggest fan per se, but I also did love it because I my house was haunted. I liked ghost stories. Um, so we would watch a lot of horror and I think, and, um, as I grown up, I did the same thing. Like my dad loves horror movies. So we watch them all as a family. So we've bonded the same way. So like, and people were like, oh, your nephew's like, they're young. They watch horror movies. I was like, yeah, but I don't care. Like I grew up watching horror movies and I'm just fine. And I mean, we, they weren't young, young, but they definitely weren't like waited till they were 18. Right. Or like they're probably 10 <laughs> or nine. But I think most of us, I mean, it's so weird. Cause I really think most of us start that young. You know, you, you wait up late. Oh, us older people uh, used to wait up, you know, late at night and watching right. like black and white. Or I mean, it was just so fast. It's such a good. It's, it's like I'm not allowed to do this. It's it's forbidden. So I want to do it more. Exactly. So I don't yeah. know. I think that's why. That's one thing I like about horror. Yeah. Plus, one of the things. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, Leprechaun Two. Oh my gosh! We were watching it like, and I was oh, I had to be like eight years old, nine years old, and my dad would fast forward. You know, through all the all the booby parts and all yeah, the, why do they do all that? the nudity? And then like I'd go back like when they were sleeping and like watch those parts and be like, "What's going on?" Yeah, isn't that? <laughs> I didn't even know what a girl was at that time, but I was like, "Like, what's going on? What am I missing? Why yeah. are you fast forwarding this?" But isn't that funny? Like, it's okay if you watch all the deaths. Yeah, yeah, all the deaths were fine. Person's face getting put into a fan and all that kind of stuff. But was you fine. can't watch the sex parts, right? What a Republican. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, no, it, I'm just it, in Europe, it's like completely different. It's like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny? I yeah. know, sex isn't taboo out there. Um, but I love horror movies. So do you like, what's your favorite kind of horror then? Uh, I've always been kind of the, the serial killer slasher type of guy. Interesting. Um, so, you know, obviously Friday the 13th, 
Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm I just not, did a Friday the Thirteenth episode of this. Yeah, th- that's my that's my favorite slasher franchise, uh, and I actually dislike the Halloween films to be completely honest. Like, they never. I, I like Rob Zombie's Halloween films, and I I get so much shit from that. But I hate the original. I, I love I love Carpenter as a director. Yeah, but you know, and I get I get what he did for the genre, you know. But going to watch that film now is like pulling teeth. I can't even get through it. It's so mm-hmm. boring. But you know, that's how that it's interesting you say that because it's because of that movie that Friday the 13th was made. I mean, have you heard this? Right. So and then because, I mean, and because of black Christmas was why yeah. Halloween was made. It's so interesting. But I mean, I'm not like, I'm the same way. Like I actually like the Halloween franchise, but it's not my favorite. I like Friday the 13th. I'm also partial to that one because I wrote a script with Victor Miller, who was a writer of that. So I feel like, and I've met so many people from Friday the 13th. So I just feel like, like it's family. I actually want to have Harry on the show. Like here, I'd love to have him just here across from me and just talk to him. <laughs> that man's, I mean, everybody from the franchise is amazing. Victor and and him are, oh, they're so amazing. Uh, and just to hear the stories they, they talk about. And, you know, Victor's amazing because he um, he's a Yale English graduate. Yeah. And he won like three Emmys for writing Detent Television. But then he also wrote like the largest horror franchise. So like just his mind and listening to him talk is fascinating as like somebody who loves... And he's not even a huge fan of horror. Yeah. He just knows, he just wrote something. Well, I mean, I'm sure you heard the stories. He just had issues with his mom. So he wrote a movie about somebody who has issues with their mom. Like, I loved it. That reminds me of uh, James Wan. He's not yeah. really like a giant horror fan, but he has all these giant franchises Chises. under his belt. I know. His favorite movie was like uh, was like uh, Frozen or something like that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the same thing with like Hitchcock. Hitchcock wasn't really trying to be, he was really good at suspense. So I think he treated every, I think that's why his stat, which I love, is more I focus on the drama part of it. So like when we did Horror House and our third one was is called Love Me Not, I didn't treat it like a horror movie. I treated it as a love story about this woman who was broken and was reacting. And I think sometimes that's how you should approach this horror. I mean, right. horror is its, its own thing, but there's all these elements that we sort of relate to. You know, it's like if you get picked on in school by the asshole jock. You could watch a horror movie and see the jock get killed, and you're just like, "Yes, I feel like validated." You know, you don't want anybody to really get hurt, right? But like, that's sort of like think your way of feeling vindicated, perhaps. Maybe. And sort of that's how I kind of looked at. It. That's what my answer always was is like, and that's why I always tell people that most people in horror are more are, more, are the most well adjusted, right? Because we just go to a movie and we're like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> You just watch it. And then it's like, you don't really want to hurt people. That's not, We're not about real death. We're just really about the cult. I, I can't explain it other than that. But you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, definitely. And then it's like, you want to have like the coolest death. And I don't know, I love horror in that sense. Right. It, oh. It's so weird, too, because I, many, many times um, I, when I'm working with actresses or actors or whatever, uh, they have, you know, these preconceived notions about me because I direct horror films and, you know, most of them are very graphic film. I have a film called the Cohasset Snuff Film. <laughs> so people people talk to me and stuff. And uh, I remember this one this one girl friend friend of mine now was like was like oh uh, you're actually a pretty cool guy. I, I thought you murdered puppies on the weekend. Like yeah, see that's such like, a weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, not on not on real life. Only on camera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, there's still kind of taboo. Yeah. There's. It, it, I guess it's sort of interesting. Um, my friend was telling me a story today that he came out here from um, Tennessee and his when he he moved to Bakersfield and he said when he moved out there 
um, he would tell people he was a filmmaker. They're like, oh, you're doing porn? Yeah. You're like, no. That's a, everybody says. You're like, and th- yeah, you're everybody. like, uh, no, I would anybody say I'm making not, porn. Anybody yeah. not in Los Angeles, that's yeah. the go-to. They, they think like you've never heard that joke before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're so, so clever. Thank you. I'll just put that in the back pocket with the 37 other people who said it just today. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make you porn. No, I would just say I make porn. Yeah. Because I think people who make porn probably own that. They're like, no, I make porn, damn it. Go to my channel, check it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's, so there's all these freaky scenes. So when you say people, and then, then my, you get the same thing. You're like, oh my God, you make horror movies, but you're so nice. Yeah. People who make drama aren't. Like it's, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, it's just, it's just what it is. Like I said, we're all well adjusted because we get all of our frustrations out on, on screen. And you're like, oh, I feel good today. Right. That's how I, that's how I tell people, anyways. I think that's what works. So it's funny to see another a horror filmmaker and sort of get your, your feedback and, and, it's really relevant recently too because they they keep trying to bring back the oh violent video games make people into serial killers and stuff and they actually used it uh with the virginia tech guy as well as uh the guy recently i forget what he did um i mean there's so many of them yeah but they kept the like oh violent video games violent video games but like these three guys, the connection they had with video games was just Minecraft. They were just playing Minecraft. Yeah. And they were saying, oh, mind violent num- video games. <laughs> yeah. It's just this mind-numbing game. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, if it's there, it's there. It's so weird. I don't know. But I guess I could say the same thing about horror movies. Oh, you watch nothing but horror movies and li- listen to death metal, so you must be a horrible person. But right. <laughs> really? No. Some, I think, I really think sometimes people will listen to death metal. It's so loud and like, and it's, sometimes it's so angry that you kind of, it's like, Helps you relax. I, it's hard to ex- explain other than that, but you know, right? It's like I do it so I don't murder people. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's it's it's. I guess it's an interesting way to look at it. Definitely. And that's I, I always ask people like, especially who are in horror or who love horror, like, what about horror do you like? And I think it's all the same. It's really just like, I just keeps me adjusted. I guess. Yeah, and it, and you definitely you definitely become um, numb to the th- other things like sometimes i'm watching a horror film you know with my fiance and she's like oh i can't watch this it's just like too gross and i'm just like okay how do they do this yeah how did they make that eyeball come out like how did that look so <laughs> real <laughs> yeah you, you you could dissect it why well, i i, I kind of look at a like you know when you go through a breakup and you're sad and you watch like sad movies and you watch sad music it kind of makes you feel kinda, some kind of way and i think I think it's kind of cathartic and helps you heal. And I think horror does that. I think and I think drama does. And I think someday you just want to have something mind numbing, so you watch a random comedy or something. And I think that's. I think we just, there's something about that about having that sort of medium to just release that. And it's yeah. funny you look at it. You look at it as such a because I do the same. way. Although I can't handle like gory movies at all. Like I'm not a big like torture. Porn yeah, I, I, I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna ever watch uh, you know like a Serbian film again. But yeah. one time was enough. But. Uh, <laughs> You know what I've been doing re- recently that's like really fun, and I never did this before. Was like I just will pick a random seventies or eighties horror film. Okay, won't even look up what it's about. We'll just look at the either the cover or the poster or whatever, and just play it. Oh, good, fun! And then just kind of like see where it takes me. I like, gotta do that. I gotta, <laughs> but I get so caught up in it. So because I, I have the Shutter app, Hive Shutter, and so I'll just turn it on. And what I what I like about Shutter is you just have Shutter TV, so you just throw it on or whatever's there you can watch. So it can be something old, it can be something new. Uh, it could be something in a different language. So that's kind of, it's kind of like horror roulette, I think, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's a good idea, horror roulette. I'm going to send that to my writing partner in space. Um, but that is kind of interesting that you just kind of hold, yeah. And then if yeah. if you don't like it, you continue watching it, or is it like? Oh, I know, I continue watching it. I continue oh. watching it to the end, just so uh, you know, fun. What not to do or what not? Like I watched. Uh, I have a friend Tanner, um, and he basically has this like giant 
collection, like probably the biggest horror collection I've ever seen. Only all his DVDs are just horror. And he basically has uh, all these films that are literally, he, he hasn't even watched himself. They're just still in the shrink wrap. And we just watched this movie, Demon Wind, which I had never heard of before. Never and heard of it. it was almost like a complete ripoff of Evil Dead, like way less budget. Like Evil after Evil Dead 2 came out, I think this movie was from like 1982 okay. or 1983. And uh, it starts out, you know, like, like, oh, like, these people going to see their family's cabin or it wasn't a cabin in this sense. It was yeah. like, a, it was like a house, but then they go there and the house is haunted. And now all of a sudden there's all demons around the house. And it was like a little, really a haunted house. What a novel idea. But like, it was like as gory as like an evil dead two or an evil dead. And, uh, kind of the same type of like all the demons talk with that same voice that yeah. they did in evil dead and stuff. And it was very obvious that, uh, they were trying to capitalize off the success. So what, what do you think about horror comedy? Like Tucker I like, I like a good horror, horror okay. comedy, and I, I I sometimes uh, I'll I'll put more horror comedy in my films than I actually like to watch myself, which is weird. That's very interesting. You know, I I kind of sometimes will remind the audience like it's okay to laugh. Even even in the documentary, like even in the documentary I just made, um, not to give it away because you're about to see it, but there's like a really really sad part. Yeah, and like every festival we've been in, like you can verbally hear people crying in oh, the audience like during the first seven minutes of the film yeah and then in the eighth minute we added like a part where it's like okay it's it's, it's okay to laugh like we have like stick figures in the uh for the opening credits oh it's fun. everything happening throughout the movie but stick figures and really quick and then we have like two stick figures like having sex on a bed oh funny yeah. okay yeah. so you're just like oh just kidding okay yeah, yeah. no that's fun it's an interesting way that's good yeah because life is like that it's like you laugh and cry and and get angry all in like 10 minutes. Right. We kind of just go, I mean, we're human, so it's not, you don't spend all day being happy, you don't spend all day being sad. Have you noticed as you get older, because I have, when, when you get older, all of a sudden, like, the weirdest things are making you, like, tear up and stuff, like, I'll be watching, like, a YouTube video yeah. of, like, you know, someone, like, uh, saving a puppy, and I'll be, like, affected by it all day. Oh, my, or something. Oh, oh my God, that's so, yeah. I Because th- I, I think you look at life differently. Yeah. I think as you get older, um, you I had this conversation just with somebody the other day on the set. We were talking about what it's like turning 40. And I said, it is very interesting how you look at life differently. You, you definitely cherish time with your friends more, live with your loved ones. Um, I'm, I've am i been more focused on work than ever because it's like I want to leave this legacy behind. Um, so it's very interesting. So I can see why. Yeah, and I'll be watching something. I'm like, oh, my God, I would never cry to this in my 20s. Right. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> And I'm in my room and I have to close my door. I'm like, I can't let anybody see me have this moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's. I'm so glad to say that we're bonding. I like that. Um, and guess what? Our time is up. Oh wow! I mean, by the time we finish and close out, it'll be time up. Yeah, yeah. But you're you're a lot of fun. I'm glad I found the end of the show. And um, where where can everybody find you again? Uh, you can find me at antiheroproduction.com. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, an antihero production with underscores in between each word. Yeah, and we'll put them on the on the website so people can find it. Yeah, and then for the film festival, filmfreeway.com, look up an antihero production genre fest, and we do everything from comedy films, dark comedy films, horror films, anything yeah. to consider genre, martial arts, anything. Um, and we keep the entry fees really low. It's $5 for shorts and $10 for features. Oh, my God, so perfect. Yeah, and um, and I've had a short in there last year, and now this one, and I'm most likely because with Horror House we're doing shorts constantly. I'm sure you'll have a shit ton more next year. I mean, you'll probably just have to have like a Horror House section. I have a feeling. Right. That's my goal. So I'll talk to my team about that because our goal is to try and do this as often as possible. So cool. Um, it was a pleasure, and thank you so much again, for Edward Payson, for being on the show. Thank um, you. And you will put your links. And uh, thank you everybody for listening to uh, Mimosas with Michael. You can find us on. 
well we're on stitcher radio we're now on anchor and spotify which i'm excited about i'm actually finally hitting up a bigger audience um and starting to get sponsors which i'm really excited about uh because i want everybody on the show to get i want everybody on the show to get heard and seen and, and get a new audience so uh please support edward payson please support the anti-hero genre film festival did i say that right anti-hero production genre film festival. It's, a, it's a tongue twister no um but let's click again Jim Muscle with Michael and have a great week. Thank you, everybody.